Welcome to the Brothers in Faith podcast on St. Joseph Radio. Join Father Vincent Churicella and Deacon Michael Churicella as they talk about faith, family, and sometimes food. Welcome, everybody, to our Brothers in Faith podcast. On We're on Apple Play. We're on... Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Play, we're on Spotify. You can follow us, The Brothers in Faith, T-H-E, Brothers in Faith. Well, I'm Father Vincent Chiricello, and this is my brother. Deacon Michael Chiricello. And we are The Brothers in Faith. And so this month of May is a very special month in the life of the church. It's a uh, devoted to our Blessed Mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God, the Theotokos. It's a special month in all the parishes throughout uh, the world, and uh, it's marked by um, May crownings, when the children gather to crown Our Lady, usually with flowers, to, and to show her the dignity and the respect of the mother of Jesus and the mother of God. It's also marked by increased devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. In our parishes, we have different events that are devoted to Mary, such as uh, the recitation of the rosary, uh, miraculous medal novenas, and um, sometimes even novenas. We're having a novena here in our parish to uh, the Blessed Virgin every evening in Spanish at uh, 7.30 p.m., beginning on May 23rd and ending on the Feast of the of the Visitation, May 31st. So this month is dedicated to Mary. So let us begin with that prayer. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So this month is dedicated to our Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God. And we are excited about all that is happening in uh, the world and in devotion to Mary. There is some kind of confusion with devotion to Mary. Um, Anti-Catholics say that we pray to Mary as we pray to God. And that's just not true. Catholics do not pray to Mary as we pray to Jesus or we offer our prayers to God the Father. So that is an untruth that's out there. And so we want to just clarify that we honor her, we respect her, and that she is the mother of God the mother of the second person of the Most Holy Trinity, Jesus, who is consubstantial with the Father, one in being with the Father. Therefore, Our Lady is the mother of God. And so we honor her that way. Just in a very real way, in the month of May, we just honored our earthly mothers, right? On Mother's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you want to talk a little bit about Mother's Day and what that means to honor our mothers on earth? We took our, our mom, Mikella, out last week, and uh, my wife, Judy, out for a beautiful dinner, and we gave her beautiful flowers, 
And we really just want to let them know how much we appreciate them and how much we love them and all they do for our family and all they do for, 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 for just us supporting us. I know my mom, Michaela, was so supportive of your vocation, Father Vincent, when you were discerning the priesthood and when you first entered the, the vocation to the priesthood and your studies, she was with you every step of the way, every step of the way. And really, uh, Judy, my wife, was so supportive of me uh, with my diaconate. You know, she supported me. She supported my decision. And she supports me in all these different ministries that I'm involved with, uh, with the diaconate. So we honor them and we, we appreciate their support and their love. And where would you be without the love of your mother? I know uh, if you ever meet somebody who's having troubles in life and can't get it together, a lot of times they have a strained relationship. Something happened to them early on in their childhood where they're maybe not talking to their mom or they felt that they, uh, they got hurt somehow in their childhood. And, you know, the, the relationship was broken or it severed someone. And you really need your mom in your life to, to be there for you. And I know some of your brother uh, seminarians at the time, uh, a couple of them I remember, I do recall, their moms were kind of hot and cold with their vocation, uh, with some of them, you know, and they had a hard time. But I remember mommy being so supportive of your vocation. And uh, it's it, it, very easy to, to uh, connect that with Our Lady Mary, with our mother, uh, and going to her for her support. And I know uh, I had to go there when I was studying for the diaconate, uh, and I just gave my, my vocation to her. And uh, I had a hard time in the beginning with my studies and a hard time acclimating myself to uh, everything I had to do academically. And I just, uh, I, I asked for her intercession. It's like Father Vincent said, we don't pray to her, pray to her directly, but we ask her to intercede for us. And how many times our mothers, uh, our mother Margaret Michaela, interceded for us? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So Mother's Day was special, and uh, it is a special day where we all honor our moms, our earthly mothers. And so May is the month where we honor our heavenly mother, right? Our mother in heaven. I mentioned in the beginning the May crownings are a wonderful way to honor her and the recitation of the rosary and all the other devotions that are there. Um, you know, one of the beautiful ways that we can ask the Blessed Virgin Mary to intercede for us is through praying the rosary. The rosary is a wonderful opportunity for us to reflect upon the life of Jesus in the joyful, in the sorrowful, in the glorious and in the luminous mysteries of the rosary. Um, and each of the decades of the rosary, there is something for us to reflect upon. So in the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary, we focus on Christ's passion, suffering, and death for our salvation. In the joyful mysteries, we celebrate the incarnation that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. 
and in the glorious mysteries, we celebrate the glorious ascension of our Lord and the assumption of Our Lady as Queen of Heaven and Earth in the crowning of our Blessed Mother. And in the luminous mystery, we go deeper in to the baptism of the Lord, the institution of the Holy Eucharist, and all those beautiful light. Jesus is the light of the world in the luminous mysteries. So the rosary, if, you, if you've never prayed the rosary, or you prayed the rosary in the past, and now you're thinking about getting back into the rosary. Uh, it's a wonderful thing to do. You can buy a rosary uh, in some of the Catholic uh, shops. You can buy it online, definitely on Amazon. You could get a rosary. And you should really buy one and then learn how to pray the rosary. You can go online to learn how to pray the rosary. You can just Google how to pray the Most Holy Rosary. If you go on YouTube, there are uh, rosaries on YouTube where you could follow along with on YouTube. So the rosary should be part of our daily devotion each day. It, it make time for it. It takes about, would you say, what does it take, about 10, 15 minutes? 15 to 20 minutes. Oh. If you meditate and pray, you know, I love I love our other not our Catholic brothers and sisters our Protestant brothers and sisters. They say you know if you look it up in the Bible and Jesus says uh, you know no rope prayer and the rosaries uh, they 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 interpret the rosary as you know redundant prayer over and over again and it's really not. It's such a beautiful beautiful meditation if you really get into it and really sit down and just let your mind be open to and receptive to all those. Uh, different uh, mysteries that uh, that, uh, that Father spoke about. You know, I, I remember when we were kids, our uh, mom, Michaela, would have a prayer night over the house, and they would come and pray the rosary over different people's houses. And when it was our, our turn in, in, our, in our apartment in Brooklyn, um, you know, sometimes when we were younger, we would sit with them. And they, they thought they were the first one. My mom was the first one to teach us how to pray the rosary. And as we got older, like teenagers, we thought we were too cool. And uh, I know me, my early 20s, I would be like in my room just listening to them and not joining them. And how powerful it is for, for you men out there, my fellow brothers out there, for you to be the leader in your house, to grab those rosaries and sit down with your family and pray the rosary together as a family. You know, it's not a prayer just for women. You know, uh, Monsignor Casada mentioned today, today in church, in his homily, uh, the, the family that prays together stays together. And um, these rosary societies and the Society of Mary uh, were really started in the 1950s. And there was millions of people praying the rosary around the world uh, at that time. And we've really gotten away from it now as praying together that special, special prayer. And to me, it's just so beautiful. I pray it daily, and I really just enjoy it so much. To me, it brings me closer to Jesus through our Mother Mary, through his Mother Mary. And um, it's such a beautiful, beautiful meditation and beautiful prayers. 
And who says no to their mommy, right? So you you ask for Mary for intercession, and she goes to our Lord, and uh, she intercedes for us. And if it wasn't for her, I can't tell you how many times I sat in front of the uh, Blessed Sacrament and, and prayed to our Lord and uh, just sit there and invite Mary to, to, to sit next to me uh, and, and pray with me. Uh, my mother, please help me. I'm having a hard time praying, Mommy. Help me. What do I say? You know, how many times we've gone to our mother uh, when we were children and even as adults, we go to her and ask her for her advice. And that's what we do with our, with our mother Mary. Yeah, the rosary is a, a powerful, powerful tool. It's a, uh, it's something that I encourage you, that we encourage you to really pray the rosary daily if you can. Really take up the rosary. Carry it in your pocket too. Keep it in your pocket. Keep it in your purse. Um, you know, today at Mass, I saw a little girl. She was wearing it around her neck, you know. And so... You know, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. One of the other beautiful symbols that uh, our Blessed Mother gave us is the Miraculous Medal. The Miraculous Medal is a, uh, a medal that you can wear around your neck. You can find them at most Catholic uh, gift shops or online, always on Amazon. You can find everything on Amazon. I love Amazon. I know, we could hear that. <laughs> We should, make, we should make them a sponsor. Yeah, so that would be great. So if we, uh, if you go online, you could purchase a miraculous medal, and they're really a beautiful uh, symbol of Our Lady's intercession. The miraculous medal was given to Saint Catherine Labore. She had an an apparition of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and the Blessed Virgin Mary told her to make these medals and to distribute them throughout the world. On the front of the medal is an image of our Blessed Mother with the words, O Blessed Virgin Mary, pray for us who have recourse to thee. O Mary, conceive without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. That's on the front of the medal. On the back is the uh, heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary and uh, it is something beautiful that you can wear around your neck to remind you that your mother in heaven is with you, that she is interceding, she is praying for you. And you know, the deacon, deacon, my brother, Deacon Michael mentioned that uh, sometimes they say, well, the rosary is just a prayer, it's too repetitive. You know, and I disagree with that. I believe that repetition is good. Like all throughout the day, I say to myself, Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, guide me. Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, guide me. And so those were called um, prayers of repetition, and, and they, they are encouraged in the church. So you can make up your own prayer, maybe the Divine Mercy prayer. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. And repeat it throughout the day, right? So the rosary is a repetition of the Hail Mary, 
but it is a reminder to us that the Blessed Mother is with us always. And that leads me to go into the apparitions of our Blessed Virgin Mary. I mentioned St. Catherine Labore just a minute ago. And we know that throughout the world, Our Lady has appeared to always to children and given them messages that are very, very relevant for our world. She also appeared to an adult named Juan Diego in Mexico, Our Lady of Guadalupe. And um, she said to Juan Diego, it was a beautiful message she said to him, am I not here who am your mother, she said to him, right? Why, why are you afraid? Am I not here who am your mother? And you mentioned that and when you were talking about uh, your own experience of Our Lady, asking her to be with you, to accompany you when you're praying in adoration, right? She tells Juan Diego, uh, am I not here who am your mother? And she tells him to go to the bishop and tell the bishop that she would want this, this big church to be built. In, in, uh, in her honor. And the beautiful image that she gives is the tilma, the tilma. She tells Juan Diego to go and to gather Castilian roses in December when it was cold. So he goes and gathers the roses into his tilma. The tilma is the, like a, um, a, a cloak that they would wear over themselves the uh, the Aztecs. Sure. Yeah. And he put the roses in there and he gathers the roses and he goes to bring the roses to the bishop. And he, he kneels down before the bishop. He drops the roses on the floor and on the tilma is the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And uh, interestingly, the image of Guadalupe, I don't know if you know, but that image maintains a human body temperature. That image in the pupil of the Blessed Virgin is the reflection of Juan Diego. That image has not been discolored for hundreds of years. We're talking about the miracle happened in the 1500s, I believe. Yeah, the 1500s. And that image is still as perfect as it is today, as it was then, as it is today. So Our Lady appeared there. Another place where she appeared is Lourdes. Lourdes. Uh, if you've never heard of Lourdes, it is a small um, town in France. And Our Lady appeared to a, a little peasant girl named Bernadette Subaru. And her and her sisters were gathering firewood because they lived in a very, very cold apartment. It was actually a former prison cell where they lived, so small. So the parents sent the girls out to, to gather the firewood and as they got, as they go out to gather the firewood, they went to the 
where they where the town dumped all the garbage. And Bernadette heard this voice and the celestial music calling her. And she kneels down and the Blessed Mother appears to her and gives her messages for salvation. And, and, and one of the things that she said to, to Bernadette um, is, I am the Immaculate Conception. I am the Immaculate Conception. And, and Bernadette really brought that message to the world, that message that Our Lady was uh, conceived, right? Immaculate, right? She was born without the stain of original sin. So that powerful message of Bernadette in Lourdes. And then uh, lastly, this summer, me and my brother are going, we're leading a pilgrimage to Medjugorje. Now, the thing about Medjugorje is um, the apparitions have not been approved by the Holy Roman Catholic Church. So I want to start before the introduction of Medjugorje with that. Okay, That means that the Church has not definitively said that the Blessed Virgin Mother appeared there. I believe Rome has said, however, that priests can bring pilgrims there because it is a place where the faith is being expressed. So Medjugorje is a small town, again, in Croatia, the former Yugoslavia, and allegedly on June 24, 1981, the Blessed Virgin Mary appeared to six children from the small town of Medjugorje. The first words allegedly that came out of the Blessed Virgin mouth to the children was, I am the Queen of Peace. I want to tell the world that God does exist. I'll say it again. I am the Queen of Peace. I want to tell the world that God really does exist. You were there, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience of Medjugorje and the faith that's there. I know we were there for the youth festival. Yeah, Medjugorje was beautiful. Uh, the first time we went there, uh, they had the youth festival going on. All these different teenagers from all around the world were descended on Medjugorje for that uh, for that that week. And I had no idea, you know, I work with the children and youth ministry, and it was so beautiful, the 50 or 60,000 young people praying with adults, uh, you know, praying adoration outside, and uh, waving these flags and singing, and so on fire for the Lord. It was just, uh, just a place which is so, so special that every Catholic, every Catholic should go there just to re-energize and recharge their spirituality and their faith. The masses are so beautiful. And the first time we went there, we got to stay with one of the visionaries, uh, Yvonne. It was so beautiful. Uh, 
the apparitions. We were in the room where the where the apparitions appear. Mary appears to to Yvonne, and I was so blown away, so blown away by by people helping you up Apparition Hill, climbing up that hill and sitting there uh, where the where the children uh, first had the apparition of Our Lady, and uh, praying the Rosary with all these pilgrims. And there's another big mountain there called Mount Kizadet. Then you go and climb up there. And it's tremendous, tremendous struggle for me it was to get up that mountain. Uh, uh, but it was so beautiful. And uh, if everybody could just go and just experience the prayer, the prayer life, the people, uh, the priests hearing confessions outside in this beautiful square, all these priests from around the world hearing confession in different languages. It's really just a beautiful place to be. And I was so, so taken aback by it. I really was. And um, at that time, I was just entering my studies for the diaconate. And it was just tremendous, tremendous place to be. And Father Vincent and I are leading a pilgrimage there at the end of June, June 21st to the 29th. And I'm so much looking forward to going back there. And really, uh, I would suggest and, and pray that the apparitions do get approved. But I would suggest and pray for everybody that's listening to, to be open to visiting Medjugorje. Be open, please. Yeah, so... Um, so... So Medjugorje is definitely a, a beautiful site where the Catholic faith is being lived out. And we want to stress again that the uh, the apparitions have not been approved by the uh, Holy Roman Catholic Church as of yet. Um, and we also encourage you to uh, go to Lourdes, if you can visit Lourdes in France and Guadalupe, and also Fatima. Our Lady of Fatima, which is the feast day is uh, May 13th. Our Lady appeared to three small shepherd children, Jacinta, Lucia, and Francisco. And uh, she gave them messages for the world. Also very similar to Lourdes, a little different. It was more of a penitential message to change your life, to, uh, you know, which is the message of the gospel. Our Lady's messages are not different than the gospel message because she she leads us to Jesus. She doesn't lead us to herself. We don't worship her. We honor her. I want to say that again. We do not worship her. We honor her. We worship God and we worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. But should we not honor her isn't that very logical, if you think about it, to honor the mother of Jesus? To me, it makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, it's just like, if you met my mother, would you not honor my mother? My earthly mother, Michaela, my brother has spoken about. You would not disrespect her. You would not not treat her as if she is a second-class citizen. And so we must honor the Blessed Mother. 
this month is a tremendous month. I encourage you, we have about uh, uh, 10 days left in this month to pray the rosary, to look up Medjugorje online, to look up Lourdes, to look up Fatima, to look up Guadalupe, look up Our Lady of Knock also in Ireland and pray to Our Lady. Ask Our Lady to help you and all of your intentions. And we will remember to ask her to pray for you also. And so we invite you to uh, to listen to the uh, Brothers in Faith on Apple Podcasts. We invite you to invite your friends to listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Google Play and Spotify. We also invite you to listen to St. Joseph's Radio. We have St. Joseph's Radio on the Zeno app. Z-E-N-O, Zeno. Download the app. And type in St. Joseph's Radio Astoria and you will find the radio station. We have programming throughout the day. Uh, and uh, it is run by Father John Tenezima, who is the parochial vicar and who is the doctorate in communications. And he is the, um, the one that uh, runs the radio station. And so we invite you to listen to us on the radio. In the name of the Father, and on the Son, and on the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. And after this, our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy own Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God. God bless all of you. We'll see you next time. Bye.